Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your host, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. Oh God, and that really has brought in the level of fatigue today. <laughs> Why? You, know, you need to be pumped because today is our 50th episode. Yeah, but we did also, we've got a little bit of a weird day today because just personal things moved around um, and decided that we'd go to... <laughs> A spin class. A spin class. And if you've followed our podcasts for a while... Spin diaries. We did do spin diaries last year. We started, like, we're obviously, like, you'll know, obviously, we lift weights all the time. Um, And we lift weights, obviously, with great intensity, um, which means usually I feel like I'm as fucked as I come off of an assault bike. Mm. Um, But, I, you know, Wednesday's a rest day for us because normally we're back to back in London. So we're not today. So we're like, right, we'll go to a spin class. Mm. It was really average, wasn't it? Do I you know gave what? It all. We did give it our all, but I really struggled to give me it all because the instructor kept on telling us, "Be kind to yourself." Do you know what I mean? Like, don't worry if you can't go at your full capabilities. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. It's not okay. People are there to train. Like, I mean, that's yeah, you've me. Got quite a quite an interesting take on the the perception of the. Look, okay, I'll be honest. Okay, stereotypically and also visually and absolutely correctly, what is coming out of my mouth today? We were in a spin class with a lot of women who were quite lean. Do you know what I mean? You know, love yeah. clearly loved the cardio. Mm. Um, housewives. Do you know what I mean? No mm. offense. Do you know what I mean? I wish mm. I was a housewife. I'm not me literally. Too. Really, yeah, me too. Not yeah, literally. Um, I'd be on the walking pad all day. Fuck. I'd be so busy. Yeah. I was so busy. Um, but the um, the room was filled with people, you know, little sports bras, itsy-witsy, mm. varley leggings yeah. Yeah. and like spindly legs everywhere, okay? They're there to burn calories. Now, whether or not that's a really unhealthy mindset to like to go by like don't exercise yeah, calorie sure, burn like sure. yeah of course like we believe that but like a lot mm. of people don't and you're not necessarily going to mm. change people's mindsets off of that um you can only just hope that maybe they're like okay i'm not going to see this as a total calorie burn you know mm. but those women are in there to burn fucking calories and to then push around a piece of lettuce on their plate afterwards that's the only way so then you have an instructor who's body confident <laughs> You know what I mean? Like telling you, like, don't go any faster. It's fine. You know, be be kind to yourself. Like, mm. what is seventy percent to you? It might not be better than last week. What? Just try and be better. Like, in my mindset, I'm like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you actively encourage people who are paying for a class? Probably like maybe for some people that's their only class a week. Maybe these the. You want everyone to be inclusive, you know, you want the process to be inclusive. You're there to train, you you are inclusive and you've turned up so you've included yourself. There are some ladies that were on a very different, you know, some ladies were relatively fit and were going, you know, at a good pace and some ladies weren't. Yeah, but that's always the case because it's not all athletes. So maybe she's just trying to, you touch base with the... Mark, there was nobody in that class that wasn't... Exactly what I just listed. No, no. I'm exactly. Not just, I'm not so, just, like, sometimes you know, you know what made it worse is because Mark nearly, nearly had to help the woman next to him because I had to go up and down so much with your fucking arms doing a wide yeah, stance with the old. Shame. You know when they tell you to like bounce up and down on the bike, fucking irritates me. <laughs> fucking irritates me i'm like i just want to cycle i don't want to have a party and when beyonce came on i thought christ that's it i literally i can't stand beyonce 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not too keen on the on the arms going up and down. But Anything arm like with spin, is... nothing to do with arms. Yeah. Just 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 keep your arms stable and do the work. You know, I do the like work with the legs. Is... Get yourself gassed. Like fuck's sake. I think spin. If you think about it as well, it's also like like every form of fitness. There's like different varieties of the same modality, and I think like traditional, like your real core spin instructors, they don't necessarily. Uh, indulge or even uh, participate in any like upper body like you know maybe riding out of the saddle <laughs> but not up and down up and down or the ones where they make you, the you know, do lateral ways. raises or bicep curls you know. It's just like stupid spinners for spin. And this is exactly what I speak about. This is exactly the same mm. as like when I see Marks and Spencer's write high protein on a two gram protein rice cake. You know, there's a place for everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The same with spin. Mm. Spin, you go and cycle. You're meant to go and get your, you know, go and get your heart yeah. rate up. Go and get some cardiovascular work in. Work hard. Use the resistance. Don't use the resistance. Mm. That's spin. You don't need to use your arms. Do you know what I mean? That's the reason why you're not. So, but yeah. I also find it a problem because they're never putting people in a position which is going to encourage good posture by going up and down in a stupid like whatever bend it was of like elbow. A press. Mark, that is That's not a tricep was... press. You couldn't yeah, even. But it, what, it, it, resembled it was like a headbutt do you know what I mean just headbutt your fucking spin bike that's mm. literally what it was headbutt it yeah my face was getting quite close and you know what you were participating and I'd had enough because I was like do you know what I'll be totally honest I've just had Botox put in I was thinking do you know what This if this migrates due to this fucking class I'm going to be absolutely I livid I don't want to be that person that you know because we've I've taught classes you've taught classes I've There's not taught classes. Worse. What are you talking about? Private classes. Yeah, private, small group. Small, small group, Sorry. friends, family. Like literally, like. But you have you have classes, don't lie. Yeah, I took over from somebody yes, because they didn't turn up did. once and exactly. in a private in a private studio, okay. and then I ended up securing okay. like all the clients. Okay. Sorry don't worry the, about me. Okay. Yeah, actually, but sorry for the con- yeah. Without, sorry for the compliment of being um, great. <laughs> there's nothing worse than when. The instructors try, you know, trying to get prompt people to do stuff, and then they just don't listen or they don't do it. It's incredibly. Um, no, but did you not see the annoying. pace that was going at? There was no intensity today. So it was like everything was low intensity. Like, don't worry, take it at low intensity. There was a part, I'm not joking. I said to Mark, I felt like I was in a funeral, okay? Four fucking minutes, four fucking minutes out of a 40 minute class is a long time, okay? Where the instructor was like, I'm just going to allow you to spend the next four minutes mm. in the moment. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. You listen to yourself and you do what you think and is best. I mean, and then Man. she put with or without you yeah, on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Literally thought I was watching like a coffin yeah. come down the fucking swing. I was like, this is miserable. I was like trying to do a high intensity. Like, do you know what? I'll make four minutes fucking worth four minutes. But then she just literally didn't do it. She didn't talk for four minutes. She turned the fucking lights completely off. Mm. Yeah, I turned to Marcus like, am I in a yoga class? I'm not sure. It was like, different. yeah, it was different. I, I listen. Everyone's got their own. Variety you are of... so today. You feel like you're not taking enemies, are you? Because normally you're quite judgmental. Now, now I feel like a bit of a cunt. For, from yesterday when I told that man to get out of our parking space, <laughs> oh <my laughs> and then I realised that I turned into that woman who was like writing letters and sticking them on people's. There's nothing more annoying though when you've had like a busy day and somebody's in your car park. Aggressively parked him in. I was like, okay, I'm going to show you. 
want to go bumper to bumper with you. Make sure you'll never be able to move your car, not even in an emergency. <laughs> and then I walked all the way up the stairs and then realized, well, what happens if he doesn't leave and it's only tomorrow? I need him to move his car. So then I went and rang the bell. Yeah, you're just turning into one of those like nightmare sorry neighbours, yeah, to be quite honest like, with oh you. God, this is sorry for you. I was ladies. brought up part sorry and then obviously migrated myself yeah. to London. So. so I need more karma. I need karmic points. Well, so you're not going to be a dickhead no. about the fact that you also said the same, do you know what I mean? It was just literal, like, um, I don't know, just, I just... To be I, fair, it, it gives me a lot of appreciation for the other lady that was, that we used to go on a regular basis to, because her... Class is so much more structure, Because you could just see oh that, God. like, every single track uh, was, was planned. accounted She for. also was like, right, guys, yeah. I need you working at this RPM. It was, like, very yeah, encouraging. Very That's what people well. should be going to a class for. You're going to the class. Well done. You've made it to the class. Now, please just move, okay? Yeah. That's what. That's exactly yeah, what group classes should encourage you to enough, do. Do you know what I mean? Actually, but that's why you do you a group class. Yeah, Go and work. You know, oh my god, there's other people here. Supportive environment, great. Yeah. We're here. Good music. Yeah. Somebody encouraging you. Yeah. Go. Go for it. That's why you're yeah. there. Not to be told. Yeah. Not to just fucking daydream. But I'll be honest like. with you. That that because that's why again, there's nothing worse than when people just go there and they're just like you're like daydreaming or not listening or just doing their own thing. You'd be surprised, like that. There was that one guy in that spin class. He just comes and puts his own headphones in and just does his own thing. I'm not surprised today that music like, was so loud. I honestly felt like I felt like my parents when they took us to like Abercrombie and Fitch, like in New York, like for like when we travelled to America when I was younger. And if anybody like ever like maybe listens to this and ever resonates with this, but Abercrombie and Fitch was obviously an American clothing brand that then came across to the UK and was like in the teenage. It was like the fucking thing to have. And if you travel to the US, which here we go, middle class. You know, I obviously, my father sorry, used to do a lot of business yeah, in the US. Sorry. sorry. Do you know what I mean? Sorry. I don't know what that was like. Oh, God, I sound like such a cunt. Like, literally, I hate saying that. I sat in the car to South Africa on holiday. Yeah, shut up, Mark, right. and that's why you married into my family. Because <laughs> 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 you, you fucking behave like you came from the middle I, of Sudan. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think just my association has elevated your family. You had more help growing up than, than I did. In what sense? Like paid help. Yes, I did. Exactly, little boss. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? No, I had math tutors. No, had not extra th- lessons. Not <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about no. at all. I'm talking about your cleaners, your gardeners, your the people a, that your mother has a horde of Brazilian ladies that used to clean the house. And There's not just one; there was like nine of them. Uh, yeah, because that's so efficient. <laughs> <laughs> In one of those weird okay. people yeah. carriers that arrives, and you just sure. think this isn't sure. okay. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Alistair, the gardener, he's there like every day, basically. Alistair lives at your parents' house. Uh, Like now? Uh, No, no. When we came, no, but when you were growing, you had literal physical help. Do you know what I mean? Your mum literally used to shout at like, tell somebody what to do. Yeah, we used to have, because we used to live in... Your family was so weird, you didn't even allow country. the dogs inside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because dogs were... That was very... I was reflecting on that. I was reflecting on that the other day. It was very strange. When the dogs were in the bed. Dogs were... Yeah, exactly. Dogs were seen as protection. That was... That was a... And dogs staying what? outside. So that, I'm sorry, but your parents have never picked dogs that could protect them. <laughs> no, not before they got Francis and... The, and what the, dogs have you had? You've had fucking Rottweilers, have you? Um... 
You've had Labradors. Yeah, Labrador. When did you have a Labrador? No, I have Labrador never seen a Labrador. Sally and chocolate. <laughs> Dad had a bull terrier called Tyson. When? It where was... are all of these? Where did they all go? They died. But like, you're not that old. I haven't like. Yeah, but my parents are seventy. They've had dogs and stuff. Yeah, but did you have big dogs? Yes, there was a bull terrier. Dad had a bull terrier. Yeah, what about the Labradors? This Sally. And <laughs> oh, I don't oh, what think a weird you... name to call the dog Sally. Well, no, it's a nice name for a person, but for a dog, it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit weird, actually. Sally. But then I'm sure like people call their children weird names, and you kind of Lassie. think. Lassie, I guess. Yeah. And then we had Daisy, which was like a Scottish terrier. Yeah, well, like, that's not exactly going to attack somebody like that viciously. No, bark, though, to wake you up. Oh, yeah, so you can run out mm. naked and scare people off so they don't burgle your house, yeah. Mm. Exactly. Um, yeah, we did have two very different upbringings, to be quite honest with you. Mm. But you did have more help than me. I don't think I don't think you can argue that. No, I don't. No? No? No. no. I don't argue. You know, no, today we're not we're not picking battles. <laughs> no, it was true. We had, I'm going to go with had, what my wife says. Yeah, I had a I had a maid up until um, I was six years old. But I also think it's like if you can, like a, definitely employ. Like well. I I'm a firm believer. Like if you can afford to, like you should give business elsewhere. Like do you know what I mean? Like if that's you can afford Margaret, to. That's what Margaret Thatcher thought. Oh Trickle God, don't, I don't know if that's good. Is it? Is that <laughs> no, not good? It clearly hasn't worked. It's. But we're still here, you know, that's why. That's but it why does make sense, you know, like it works the grapevine. Like there, is, the end- there is, yeah, if you think, if you do think about like some a- very affluent people, they do fund a, f- a lot of, you know, other people. Oh, we, we know, we, and, like uh, we've got clients who are incredibly affluent that pay yeah, for physio, a lot of help. The osteo, the chef, the this, the that, the, you know, they are feeding you know, ten people. Nanny, chef, night nanny, yeah. weekend nanny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ch- like the private tutor. Private, yeah. Football tutor, piano tutor, French Football teacher, coach, Spanish teacher. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Then the swimming club. Personal uh, trainer. Yeah, <laughs> personal like nutritionist. Like personal training a nine-year-old. No, like you don't. You laugh, but that's, that's literally youngest, what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's the youngest I put was nine. Mm. But, you know, children, I always say, are actually, like, the best learners. Um, I took, like, a one of my client's children through, like, the workout that her mum was doing. And, like, she was, like, five. Oh, yeah, she's five, five years. So, and literally, like, it was like a sponge. Like, she just soaked up, literally soaked up. Funny that. Yeah. Um, all of what I said to her, and she was actually doing it better for me. <laughs> yeah, no, kids have got really good, especially when they squat. Yeah, and also this is, they just... Technique push-ups as well like mm. it's just crazy like they've actually to move themselves like it's pretty crazy but yeah. then i came across on instagram some bizarre thing that i kind of thought like i do think i should be looking at this because i kind of was like maybe this is why we have such bad like i don't know sexual predators places yeah. like everywhere online mm. it was effectively like an academy like for i don't know if they were dancers or like but they were young girls like really young girls like maybe mm. like six to mm. eight mm. And they were all in like tiny hot pads and they were doing like insane core movements, like like to the point where you're like, fucking hell, like, no, Jesus Christ. Probably like gymnastics. No, they kind of like almost that. look like Russian gymnast, yeah. Russian gymnasts, do you yeah. know what I mean? But like little girls, and yeah. they weren't from there. I think they were American.
American and they all were dolled up kind of like pageant doing like r- ridiculous things. Super skinny, like ripped, like little girls. And I was like, oh my God, like that, what that the fuck is that? Is so twisted, yeah, but like you're putting these girls into like, they were like bending their feet, not dorsiflexion, the opposite, you know, plant mm. flexion, the opposite way with like, the back, like that, Jesus, that is a developing years that literally would fuck your joints up. Gives you good body control, though. Oh, my God, don't get me wrong. Like, most adults wouldn't be able to even sit up in a chair. (laughs) The thing is, I think, is if you just keep it up, though, that's the hard thing is, like, obviously, when you start at six years old, you know, trying to maintain that form of flexibility or just body control throughout your entire life. Which I guess, I guess there are younger generations now that are, you just see some of the kids doing the craziest things. They're like six years old. Yeah, because we've never had that advantage. Like when I was growing up at that age, we didn't have the advantage of like people. I'm sure these kids are like, what, two, three years old, like just on an iPad, just, you know, getting attached visually or like some form of stimulus that connects with them. And then they just go. Don't know, you know, I guess some, some for some children it could be sports orientated. Like, you just see some young what kids you doing the craziest about? things, like skateboarding. Yeah, but like a kid, like what kid wouldn't be watching it at like three years old? They wouldn't yeah. be. How, would, how else are you going to be no. skateboarding at like a, such a proficient age at six? No, I know your like nephew watches YouTube, which is questionable. Yeah, but this. I don't think that's like anything that's that's like Bob the Builder type stuff, not like. Something yeah, but practical. these girls, what I was saying is that these girls, like, it's just a little bit like, like, I don't know, like, it's, I don't know if we should be showing that to, like, million, like millions of people, like, millions of views. Like, I know TikTok's, like, all that, but, like, I still, to this day, haven't even got TikTok. TikTok? Oh, my God, TikTok-tok. I'm so old. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. I haven't even got it on my phone. I've got no interest in TikTok. I just, you know, as an online business, the part of the online business. Yeah. We were obviously, you know, it was one of those things that's like, oh, TikTok. And then you're like, no, thanks. Do you know what I mean? But I literally couldn't think of anything worse. Thing to just steal your uh, conscious consciousness. You spend your, your whole attention. life, like, living mm. vicariously through, like, other things and experiences. Yeah. And you just never experience anything if you spend your whole life on your phone, um, which is, I guess, great. I do kind of see it. Like, from a business perspective, it's one thing, but... It's exhausting, though. Like, mm-hmm. I do think you get to a point where you think, oh, my God, like, what the fuck do I have to do now? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it is exhausting because, you you know, with online, you know, there's a lot more, I think, emphasis on trying to have a relationship through either words or spoken or video, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that requires a technically more energy to effectively put, you know, when you're around clients that are face-to-face, for example, yeah. like, they yeah. understand, like... You could be silent around those people and they kind of get your vibe. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it wouldn't, you yeah, know, yeah. but with online, obviously the only way you communicate like in every e- essence, whether it's like our emails to our socials to mm, like online mm. clients, everything like that. Like, you know, there, there has to be like an extra emphasis on building that relationship. Like, and sometimes it does get to the point, not with clients, but with mm. social media, I just think, oh my God. Especially since the blueberry, blueberry oat, oat fucking know, life, Christ. Never sent so many life. fucking recipes Sensation. in my life. I like genuinely just like putting a bowl of oats in a like a loaf tin could is just you, sensational. Know, but like, could you imagine getting like a million views on that? No, not really, because then I'll get loads of people saying I want the recipe and I've already sent it to like <laughs> 600 people. 
Do you know what I mean? I but really... some people would get like a million views on some. It'd be pretty insane, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you know what though? We trialed a new <laughs> we trialed a new variation of content yesterday, actually, and it's more because we really want to we want to dive in a, bit, a little bit more into sh- visually representing representing. Oh, good. Good comeback. Good comeback. Um, <laughs> representing just like training principles, like the importance of training principles, especially when it comes to what we specialize in, which is physical strength and muscle growth and obviously changing body composition. <laughs> and we obviously were like, oh, we'll start. I think we think the first one should be an RDL. And we were like, yeah. just had like loads of fucking men who just fucking clearly just... Just oh, can't read. That's just can't fucking read. The, the then main, they go and spend the like... Problem fucking you, so long like 30 minutes yeah. writing a long paragraph it doesn't make any fucking sense completely stuff. contradicts themselves like in the middle of the, and you just think worrying, what is man. and i said to mark we're not one doing barbells the, again it's the yeah. fucking barbell crew it's, it's the olympic the, lifting like they just anything it's just like yeah sorry like i'm sorry but if you actually advise if you you honestly advise like please if you're listening to this podcast go onto our instagram see the post i'm literally speaking about right now if you look at mark okay in that pity in that thing and you think mark's technique is good you are fucking wrong it's yeah. atrocious okay yeah. Yeah. not only that we're not talking about technique it was tempo that we were actually going in on mm. but like we should never as coaching team whether or not you're you know an athlete do you know what i mean and you like doing crossfit or olympic lifting or whatever you should never be encouraging general population to move like that and your whole job is technically helping those people so my point of view is, is that like, yeah, okay, far, <laughs> what did that one guy did, say? He said, like, how does this make sense? He said, <laughs> both people are doing the same amount of reps, so they do the same total duration. But one person, Georgia, was doing, like, she would take one minute to do her set of 10, and I took literally 15 to 12 seconds to do a set. So how is that literally the same duration? Yeah, like literally, like, like what? It's like five times how the amount. There are sixty seconds in a minute, and that one minute is longer than fifteen seconds. <laughs> and it's just you get to the point where you, you know, just cannot. Like, okay, so how am I going to break this down to this person? Because clearly, so they haven't read the context or understood the con- context of of the situation, and they're talking about things that were not even mentioned, and then. You just don't rise. Oh to God! It. Yeah, but it's always sorry. I'm sorry to say this. I like, it, like to, they yeah. always follow us as well. So I'm just like, oh, I just don't, I don't care about followers like this. I really don't. Learn something. Just please learn something. Because don't come in. Don't go and spend your time. Because you know a lot of these coaches. I have to say, like, if you've had no hands-on experience in the industry, like literally coaching people, you know, you really don't know much. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna have to really learn. Mm. And it, you know, if you haven't got hands, you're going to have to do additional qualifications to learn how to. to coach people. But the thing is, when but, you coaching somebody online and you're not let's say you're, you're not saying to that person okay i want you to submit your your training videos and let's say you've never done because uh, the, the coincidentally the two individuals that commented on this post have been online personal trainers that again when you look into the context of the pro- profiles don't necessarily look like they come from a face-to-face background so you're asking clients to go and execute these movements and you're not actually seeing the actual execution of the movements and you never have seen the execution of the movements and how pear-shaped you know the general population can generally move their bodies if they haven't been taught how to do it correctly and then you just jump to these massive conclusions and then you know you sit there and you're like 
Well, I've read. Rah, 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 yeah, but it's also, also that it was like okay, so you're doing a but so you, if you talk about an RDL, okay, you can RDL with either a barbell, dumbbells, a machine, whatever. Okay, with an RDL, like you know, you the whole element of it is to effectively work your hamstrings and your glutes. Okay. Um, which I also found funny because one of the comments just completely contradicted that as well. But the whole element of the RDL, they were then trying to compare to effectively like a warm-up variation of like a clean and snatch. Like you wouldn't have control over necessarily that. You lower down, you flip up, do you know what I mean? You fucking like throw the bar up into, you know, a front, you know, front rack position. But like you can't compare the two movements, do you know what I mean? That everybody's crossfitting. Yeah, like, but nobody is even talking about that. We're talking about muscle hypertrophy. If you weren't talking about force production, I know, and people read it and they just don't we understand. Do that. About uh, you know, as uh, it's infuriating sometimes. Or we weren't, you know, talking about people using partials to understand the hip flexion and extension of a snatch and and <laughs> x y and like that wasn't. Yeah, I case. know, I know. Just, it does make you just go like, there's a lot of people that really learn from that, that. But you're like, probably trying to argue with one of those dudes that was in set five. Time. Do you know what I mean? At, at high school, that you know got fifteen percent for an English language test. Do you know what I mean? And was like in set six for maths, core maths, <laughs> and they had to like hold each other's belts at break time so they didn't lose each other. Yeah, well, I mean. Anyway. It could have been that, but like anyway, I do find that I do find the barbell communities just sometimes just need to fuck off. To be quite honest, nauseating. Yeah, just like insufferable is the word. All you want to do is go and you know stamp your feet on the ground and drop the bar from above your head so you can just you know make every single person in the gym like flinch every time you drop the weight on the fucking floor. I know. I don't mind people because going and doing it in a CrossFit box because that's a CrossFit yeah, box. Yeah, but every but... gym that we've yeah, but every commercial gym that we've trained at, everyone is always staring and gawking at the dude that's just ripping the bar onto the ground from above his head. Yeah, especially the manager. They're like, Christ, we don't have the budget yeah. to fucking replace this and we shit. Just do three reps and sit down for twenty five minutes. But no, there has to be a level of respect, though. I think in gyms for that because, like, I I think if you if you want to go and do exercise like that, then you need to go to a place for it and even if you are doing it I just feel like I'm not saying that a lot of people don't learn how to move properly like in any way shape or form but like you just can't argue like actual fact do you know what I mean fact of matter it's just you just go around in circles trying to pick it apart just because you see a barbell and you just yeah, get somehow to totally different things though talking about crossfit and stuff like that and talking about muscle growth is two very different you know yeah. olympic lifting and hypertrophy is also two totally different things that's why people that do olympic lifting essentially are not very muscular Mm, no, for that not. exact reason so well unless they do other on. complementary stuff which some olympic lifters do if they are yeah. doing it properly yeah i get that but which means mean they would do more strength training more isolated movements yeah they would do like yeah exactly well i think yeah if you're good at it then you would do that but if not you just fucking throw shit around which look yeah, and the idea was to, to, was to talk about tempo and not just the, the idea of just not Going into the exercise and getting it over and done with. Do you know what I mean? Taking your time, building a mind-muscle connection, understanding the movement that you're doing, feeling the muscle groups that you should be utilising. That's when I come back to the point of like, you know, and you're like sometimes just fucking over like social media. That's when you're just like, oh, like you you're just trying. That you have to then play into it because that's what the algorithm essentially wants you to do. It wants you to you put something up that is somewhat not divisive but something that is then going to get 
It's that I didn't do to that comment. to be divisive. Not to be divisive. So to teach but somebody open, with the caption. Again, when you, if you put something out on the internet, you're opening yourself up to strangers' opinions. No, so, absolutely. And I, especially if you have like a exactly larger following. It's, but like it's there for. So he comes in and goes, this is, this is an, not appropriate for somebody who does barbell snatches. And you go... Okay, but, cool. but honestly, but can I be honest with you? Like, whether or not we're talking different. about two different things, I cannot yeah. even imagine that you yeah. actually thought that Mark's form was good in that. Because yeah, like, it's like my eyes were bleeding fucking filming well, I was that. Quite, going into like filming it, I was fairly quite worried that I wasn't going to herniate the disc. I know, honestly. And then, and then of all and all the women who who have co- who commented on the post were were bang on with the with the answer and lo and behold. You know what, I'm gonna go into something here that actually I got skinny, so annoyed by somebody commenting another like, man, do you know what I mean? Oh, this is so wrong, this is so wrong. And it's like, bro, do you even lift? No, like, that's absolutely, that, and do you know what, I honestly want to throw you out the window when you say things like that. That gives me the complete ick. Don't ever say that again. Like, <laughs> fuck off, Mark, please. Like, honestly, no. <laughs> Just no, like, just like, of course they are. That's why they've got a problem with it. That's why they're lifting. They're just lifting with a shit tempo, yeah, and that's why it's sensitive. Like but it was the same as the fact that people were obviously on that post, and this is this was about men versus women. Like, I'm gonna start creating content showing you. I'm sorry, Mark, whether or not put puts a down on you, but no, like showing the fact that we literally lift pretty much the same weight for a lot of exercises in the gym, and we yeah. do exactly the same movements, yeah. and. On that post, somebody was like, well, relative to, you know, you know, structure, you know, technically, like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be able to progress further than what, like, 220s on on a bar. And that because Mark's stature was bigger or the sense of, like, you know what I mean, that he would be able to subsequently be able to lift more than me. And I just thought, do you know what? Like, I'm sorry to, like, put you potentially down in this situation, but I'll fucking tell you that's so incorrect. Like... The fact that they honestly think that women... No, but honestly, that assumption that they think that women, like, you know, they're capped at a certain amount due to their size. Do you know what I mean? Fuck off. We are literally stronger than, like... I am stronger. I I will hand on my heart say, and I will take pride in saying this. I am stronger than... 99% 99% of the gym that we go to and men. Yeah, I would say so. Barring... Mm, yeah, with I actually, good technique, though, I think. Yeah, with te- yeah, actually, that's also a point, with good yeah, technique. Yeah. And, and that's not me just like, like but I just, I'm sicker than the people just assuming that just because you're a smaller nature or you're a woman that you should lift like a fucking woman and then yeah. you're capped at a certain amount. Like, fuck off. Like... I am not capped, and that's why every time I fucking lift, yeah. every man's like, what? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what? Like, Women really insecure. Really they just don't give, most of them don't give themselves the availability to, to really explore that. No, I know, but I guess that's just also comes with confidence in doing it and knowing how to do it well. So I know I've got a bit of a... There's a mentality that, that, that I don't think a lot of women... Yeah, I saw a bodybuilder, a, a woman... be a bad uh, thing, but like... But the like, you have a really strong desire to consistently get stronger and put yourself in uncomfortable positions, and some, you know, it it's th- that requires a certain mindset. Well, I was looking at like an IFBB. I would say um, out of ten, out of all the women that I've ever trained or have trained or know that you're not train, even. I'm not even comparable to a client. Probably, yeah, I shouldn't I know, be. I know, but I'm fucking... just saying in the context of of my exercise history 
Yeah, but I'm saying that in a sense of like... You're one of the only few women that, I would say, are the only woman that has that type of mentality towards it. I'm not the only woman anyway. I hope there's a lot more women like me. But like... I hope so. I hope it it becomes more mainstream. I think outside of certain places that we might situate ourselves, it probably does. Do you know what I mean? I think where we are, like, you just have... I don't know, like, just people that, yeah, like, not that mindset. But I, I was looking at a, um, I was reading something about from an IFBB female bodybuilder who um, somebody was, like, she's literally, like, 10 weeks out of competing. And somebody was like, how do you, like, even have that structure of, like, you know, muscle or whatever? And she literally did, like, you know what I mean? And, like, I've just seen you literally deficit for like you know two weeks and suddenly you feel you look like amazing you know you look like super lean and how are you doing this and like she did like a whole journey story of just like where it all started and she was like I mean this was she said she did a video in like 2016 or whatever and she was doing exercise and a one-arm row actually and she was doing it with like a fair amount of weight you know and she was like she's like I know the form in this is not great and I've learned from it since but she was like you can see in my fucking face and all that I'm doing is that I've got this determination and drive to do it and she was like that is what's got me when I go and you know go to state whatever because I have the foundation Mm. of something that I've built and I think you know so many people do think that it comes just so easily, but you just, and and I, I don't think people can replicate my mind or my lifestyle because it's mine. Do you know what I mean? I formed it, but mm-hmm. you know, and it's not always been this way. I've always said that, like, you know, it's been a definite journey to get to the positions that you get to. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think there's ever really like a stopping factor. And I don't really ever really share like much about anything to no, do with don't. my vibes, to be quite honest no, with you. No, you don't. I know, but you but I just don't really know why I would want to do though. that. Because why? Do you know what I mean? What's the point? Because you inspire people to action or change their life. I don't see how like me having something is going to actually want get somebody else to have it. Because then... that's how this industry runs. People see not really. They see it. They buy it. They whether want. or not they can achieve the same result, because they're not me and I'm not them. Do you know what I mean? True. That so, is very true. So I don't necessarily believe that at all. Um, right, today we're going to do a bit of a... What? Why are you laughing? Why are you just being... <laughs> you look like you're fucking feeble after spin this morning. You look, look like dehydrated. Feeble. You look dehydrated. I look dehydrated. Well... I probably am dehydrated. Yeah, probably. I trained so viciously hard. No, let's tell everyone you decided you weren't going to take any water to the class. Yeah, because I wanted this drink out of your... Out of your sippy cup. Oh, nothing worse. That's something I don't like sharing with you at all. backwash. No, 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 Mark. That's honestly disgusting. We don't share things like that. Um, that's Just so we can share saliva. Oh, can you just stop? This is not some sort of predatory program. Do you know what I mean? Um, we're going to do a quick five question and answer of frequently asked questions that we've had in the last few weeks, but answered in the voice of us, ofs. Um, we've probably answered this numerous times in different ways and different mm, things, mm, but mm. it's things that we get frequently asked. So clearly, either you don't listen or you haven't seen it. Um, so, first question we're going to go into yeah, is: um, Do you need a surplus for building muscle? I would <coughs> say, the, if you want to do it in the most effective and efficient way, then the answer would be yes. But the context of the surplus also kind of depends on what your current body composition is like and where you are as 
you know, beginner, intermediate, advanced lifter and your overall adherence? I would kind of, I would uh, kind of disagree with that. Because I believe, yeah, that. because I believe that obviously a surplus is the most optimal position to put yourself in to grow substantial muscle mass, you know, if everything else is ticked, okay? So you can't just expect that, you know, just because you go into surplus, you're going to be building muscle if, you know, the other factors like training, intensity, and all the fact, you know, is not catered to. Yeah, would that but be an assumption, though? I think for most average people, your average, you know, person, like your actual best range to be sitting in for growing, you know, to building muscle, mm, but in mm. a slower, like a lot of the time people say, oh, I really want to build muscle, do you know what I mean? But actually, what you want to do is you want to reveal something. You don't necessarily want to be building like a mass muscle mass, you know what I mean? Like, that's where, like, you know, what we always talk about, like, you know, we were just talking about bodybuilding, you know, they need to actually build relative muscle mass in order to when they reveal it, do you know what I mean? There's something there and they don't look like a noodle. But most people can simultaneously, and what we do a lot, I would say, 95% of time with clients is, you know, yes, there's people that want to lose weight and yes, there's people that want to build muscle, but <clears throat> but usually it's better to do it simultaneously because we never like, we're never likely to put somebody into a deficit that's a, a large one because that would be unsustainable for them to adhere to and then they just would be cutting and then bulking, you know, they'd be going around in circles. So, you know, in that element, in the sense of, you're not going to be in huge deficits. You're still going to be eating relative calories. And then we'd obviously still be encouraging somebody to strength train at relative intensities with the right exercise selection. Mm. And even, you know, so that in itself would change your body composition quite equally to what most people would want to achieve. Like I hand on my heart believe that like a lot of people don't want to achieve hugely muscular physiques. I think a lot of people want to achieve something that shows definition and shows that they've got like, you know, an, some abs or some nice arms or whatever, some nice legs, whatever that is or whatever yeah. the vibe is for you, mm -hmm. you know, and that doesn't necessarily requ require you to be doing the periods of like, you know, a surplus phase because you can comfortably sit in a position, you know, at a maintenance range mm -hmm. and train with real good intensity, well-structured, you know, and see amazing results with that simultaneous approach. And if you also want to lose body fat alongside it, this this approach also should be something we speak about because, you know, maintenance is not necessarily the right place for you to sit if you do want to lose weight, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, um, and you can still achieve, you know, well, at least just retain muscle mass even in a deficit um but that would require nutritional interventions like high protein you know and obviously yeah. you know the best training principles to be followed so i actually think that like most people who i have ever worked with you know their goal isn't necessarily to put on like substantial mass which yeah. would require no, i mean out of the 1,000 people that you would coach maybe one person would ask to put on but then, the but then, but then, but then, I've never ever once coached somebody who's physically, like, not physically, mentally liked, no. like, being at a higher calorie. No. You know, like, obviously, we're always at relative calorie amounts, but like, if you want to grow and you want to, yeah. like, you're going to have to be eating a lot. Yeah, I don't like, even, yeah, I don't think a surplus is. And when people see scale weight go up, they're like, what? Generally, surpluses are really only for individuals that are 
physique compared to those bodybuilders or something along those lines. There's just like no need. Like always ask yourself in these situations, like, what am I doing this for? Don't Mm. I mean? Like, am I doing this to be... I'm sure there are some recreational lifters, you know, like... That like to be in shape. Like, I want to be like in good shape. Like we've got clients. Well... You know, for your tradition, I would assume for, you know, there are like your, you know, some... Uh, men and women that would traditionally go through those types of but again these it's just, statistical just shit, that cycle though yeah it's a very small percentage of individuals with the general population are always looking to lose weight or body recomp so you know putting people into surpluses is generally never going to be a conducive answer if anything you like to just say keep them in a in their metabolic maintenance and then look to body recomposition then through training and nutritional targets yeah because the reality is i just i i just firmly believe i think there's a there's a there is this like misconception currently in this industry because obviously with the prevalence of like lifting weights eating protein everyone catches on to like every statement that's said and like what's done with it and what what i should do with it and like relative is always ask yourself like what am i trying to achieve here and you know we help you know, um, clients on a day-to-day basis just achieve effectively a healthy weight, do you know what I mean? But like a good, strong foundation physique, nothing that's not unmanageable, do you know what I mean? But they are in great shape, you know what I mean? And they can tick over and they've got no like restrictions. They can go out on the weekend. They can have the family meal out. They can do the social, they can do all of that element and they're still in great shape. And for them and that lifestyle, that's literally what they need to achieve. You know, if you look at somebody like, I don't know, myself, like I would probably, that's not necessary. I want would want to be growing muscle like the whole time because that's my, has been my goal for the last year. Mm, but yeah. like, you know, that means it has required like different nutritional interventions because my goal has been like, I want muscle, ma- like a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. So that requires you to then so obviously you give yourself. Be in a massive deficit trying to achieve that, would you? you would no, you be you. I've always been above within, yeah, within your maintenance. Maintenance, yeah. Above. I'm always, yeah. And you I would never s- really again quantifying when they've quantified bulking. Again, I don't really like utilizing that term too much, but the the, the higher surplus over your th- uh, total total daily energy expenditure should only be between two to three hundred calories when yeah you not like an su- extensive supposedly bulking so that you can keep make sure that your body composition is um in check because if you're bulking or trying to put on weight if you just are getting fat then it's just pointless and it's detrimental to your health but it's like so many people say that like oh like i'm just going on a bulk and they'll just go and eat like three packets of hobnobs do you know what i mean you're just like fuck's sake if it, fit my, if it fits my macros yeah. you know what i mean and then they'll like put on all this like mass and that'll be fat it will mm. be fat because you're not you haven't got the right metrics yeah. to measure whether or not that's actually like muscle or fat body fat yeah. and then they're like right now I'm going to go on a cut, do you know what I mean? And all they're doing is just putting on weight, losing weight, putting on weight, losing weight. And they're not necessarily achieving what needs to be achieved when you go into a surplus. And that really, and being very honest with you, would come down to training. Like, you know, there. thanks for agreeing with me, Mark. I agree with you. Right, next question. How best to improve sleep quality? Would you like to go first? Then I can disagree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think uh, sleep quality is something that is... Um, incredibly important to look at because a lot of time people are like, yeah, well, I'm in bed. Do you know what I mean? I've gone to sleep. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've slept eight hours. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, well, 
I, I've got clients to do it. Now I've slept six, I've got seven, you know, they've got kids or whatever. I've, yeah, I've slept seven hours. Of, I'm like, well, how many hours were you, you know, were you woken up, do you know what I mean? Or you needed a wee or you were disturbed. And they're like, oh, like three or four times. And I'm like, yeah, well, that means your sleep quality is obviously diminished, you know. Yeah, it's bad. No, well, Marcus. It is, if you wake up three times in the middle of the night. Yeah, but that happens a lot, especially if you're a parent. Yeah. But. You, parents are not exactly walking around doing cartels and backflips, are they? They're generally dragging themselves from point A to point B. Yeah, I know. But, like, it's very important when you are an adult, do you know what I mean, that you actually start thinking about this because you're the one that's meant to have this energy to bring home things every day, do you know what I mean? Like, either whether that's for yourself or for your family or for, like, your partner or whoever, you know. How do you deal with... Or your animals. um, How do you deal with your sleep quality if your partner your significant other is the person that is having a negative impact on you right can i actually put because there is a lot in in um health studies sleep studies psychology studies marriage couple relationship studies to say that like sleeping in the same bed doesn't necessarily have like any benefits and Mm. i would say that if like a partner was like snoring to the point where when we first met I thought I liked you a lot Ben I liked you a lot so you got away with it but since we've developed the relationship (laughs) shut up Mark Um, like I liked you a lot and I was obsessed with Mark Um, I wouldn't have said anything but you sounded like a fucking warthog yeah it was was really bad but it's because you know you had really poor sleep then because you're working 24 fucking Mm. 7 really early you know not proper nutrition throughout the days because we're so busy do you know what i mean so like you're just eating what you could get hold of smoking yeah oh my god yeah god that's gross that's literal gross isn't it not a very healthy lifestyle not very healthy lifestyle but anyway um i think you know snoring can come from anything but usually the the more you snore there's a couple of things. It can come down to rib cage positioning, so posturally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with snoring, yeah. like it can actually be like a biomechanical, like, you know. So, we've taken clients through who had really flared rib cages, mm-hmm. so effectively an exacerbated anterior pelvic tilt, and their rib cages excessively flared, who used to snore, and their partners used to video them snoring. This mm-hmm. is women, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like snoring, 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 and they were like, what the fuck? Anyway, by training, you know, specific training movements, breathing patterns throughout training, not that weird, like, Wim Hof breathing, like, I'm talking, Mm. like, throughout their lifting or, like, you know, their core movements or whatever. Effectively, by um, reorientating the pelvis positioning and, obviously, the ribcage compression, they effectively stopped snoring due to the fact of just effectively, you know, placing themselves in a better... Mm. Uh, foundation position, position yeah. in the sense but sleep obviously can come down to weight as well massively you yeah, know yeah, weight yeah. you know and also if you've got you know if, uh, like if you have extensive amounts of muscle mass that's really I feel that's like also really not great for the old sleep no it's apnea. not but to improve your sleep quality you you asked about the couple what do you do well I'll be honest here when was the last time we shared a duvet I think it must have been like literally, I think must have been like the first week of us being together. And even though we were still together, Mm. entwined, manically in love, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Mark's holding on to this beginning of the relationship. (laughs) You know, there was never a moment where we weren't obsessed with each other, do you know what I mean? We would have slept arm in arm, do you know what I mean? We still haven't shared a duvet. 
because that is number one fucking disturbance. Yeah, you can't have... You can't no, there's you nothing worse. That. There really is nothing worse mm. than some sort of argument over the duvet in the middle of the night yeah, or sure. just being worse or off just due to your partner being a twat. Yeah, no, you need so, two separate... <laughs> we have two separate duvets, do you know what I mean? Sometimes one's lighter, sometimes one heavier. depends on what... That's a That's really easy. good way. Yeah. If you don't have a partner, fucking lucky you. You just yeah. get to fucking starfish, starfish the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, blackout blinds, another one. Yes. Light is one of the biggest disturbances to sleep. Yeah. So you need to be in like as picture black room as possible. Yeah. Um, some noise. people are a bit weird about darkness though, but if you're yeah. like that, then just... Some people like sleeping. The thing is, you meant it's meant to be quiet, but some people also like to sleep. No, white, white noise. noise. A lot of people, mm. a lot of people sleep with white noise. Whether mm. that's like, some people we I know go to sleep with their headphones in. You used to do that. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. You did used to do that. I wake up with Joe Rogan fucking blasting next yeah. to me. <laughs> Disturbance, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, like a white noise. Like we have a fan at night, but that's because, it. you know, air conditioning we, we used to have in South Africa. They need, uh, that is, okay, essentially, that is white noise for us. Because uh, even sleeping without the fan. Oh, God, we can't. Too, it's too quiet. If it's too quiet, it's a problem. Because you're just like, you can just hear each other breathing. breathing yeah, yeah, and you just think, no, Shut God. Shut the fuck up. I I'm wish you s- would stop breathing. Yeah, literally, why did we get married? Like, I could have had this super king bed to myself. The best we've ever slept is when we had two beds in the same room. Oh, yeah, we did it through COVID, didn't we? Was that during COVID? When we weren't allowed to leave the house, so we just, like, needed to change shit the whole time. Yeah. So we, like, brought beds into different rooms. We made this, like, massive yeah, bed. Yeah, great. And then our puppy died, and it was just fucking miserable after that. <laughs> Literally. Prior to that was great though. That was that that is. The, or in Surrey, I feel like we that is the yeah. Especially when we did that in Surrey, I feel like you put the two beds side by side. That is the answer. To I me. don't understand couples. Um, look, hats off to you if you're sleeping in a double I bed. Think sometimes you. I don't. There's no judgment for people that sleep in separate rooms. I feel that's a bit weird. No, but that's because if you're... I'm going to be honest, I don't find that weird at all. And if you were fucking a problem, I'd be straight out there in the spare room. Like, I think you think of it's like, oh, well, that's the marriage over. No, do you know what I mean? We don't offer each other anything when we sleep. Nothing. We offer each other nothing other than breath. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Morning breath. Do you know what I mean? So, no... I would say that actually, and I know a lot of women that do sleep in separate rooms, because why? Especially when you reach the midlife point where like potentially you're going through like perimenopause, menopause Mm. phase, you know, also when you have got hormonal changes in the body as a woman, like the last thing you want is some warthog like you, like snorting or like, you know, really hot, like next to you, you know what I mean? Hot. Not hot, no, not like that, Mark. Sweating, perspiring, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Just checking. Just checking. Um, you know, and I think that if, if it means that if, say, for example, you struggle to get good sleep quality. But what about the romance? You know what I mean? How are you meant to have sexy time if you're always... Okay, tell me this now, Mark. When does our... When does our <laughs> I'm not going to look at you right now. When does our sexy time happen at most? It really... Depends, according to you, it's... No, 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 no. Is it in the evening... Yeah, yeah, but it's or is it very in, spontaneous? You say yeah. in the bedroom when no, it, that's correct though. Obviously, it's in the bedroom, yeah, do you know what I mean? like, or it could in be the in the chair. In the I don't fucking know. Gee, <laughs> listen to you. Uh, <laughs> a wheelchair in the morning. You'll be in a wheelchair. Yeah, oh, watch out. You know what? Mark <laughs> literally said that to me once. 
when you were still my trainer. Do you know what I mean? Even worse. I sent you an email saying, because we didn't have numbers at the start, and obviously Mark was coaching me, I sent you an email saying, oh, my legs are completely like fucked up after yesterday's session. And Mark was like, you're not the only woman to have said that I've put them in a wheelchair or something. Like, I just was like, you come across like a cunt. (laughs) I literally, but still, I'm going to have you. Like, literally, I will take you. Surprising like you would just literally never get fired for saying shit like that. Yeah. Well, no, because I privately hired you. Like, yeah, okay, a... I guess, but I guess like that is. Quite... <laughs> You're like that that's is... not okay. Like, what was I thinking? I was thinking with my penis. I was thinking. I just with feel my penis. like yeah, some women you could say that and they would take they would take that very. You could probably like they'd go to the police. But but, but Mark, would you have said that to other people? Is the no, concern? No, like literally, would. that's where I'm worried. No, but about. the weird thing was like that was like after the second or third, like it was not like we had known each other for ages. We had known each other for like three hours. Yeah, but you <laughs> and then you're now like look at you regret everything you do. Like that was you, not me. What do you mean? Responding like that—that that was you, not me. Yeah, so I want to smash. Oh my god! And you've ended up six years married as a Sunday. Yeah. So how did the smashing go? It's going great. Is it going great? Yeah. Okay. Well, going back to the sexual endeavours of one's garlic lifestyle, yeah. I want to tell you is that bedtime doesn't necessarily equal sex. Just because we're in the premise, that's not when I'm most primed. Uh, yeah, primed. I appreciate that. The most primed is usually quite spontaneous. I realise that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so going back to sleeping in two separate rooms, do we offer each other anything at night? No, I, 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 I really get it. But I, I, would, I personally... I want a Californian king bed. That's like feel, bigger than the super king. Yeah, I think, no, no, like the bigger the bed, the better, obviously. Yeah, like, like there are couples we know that literally sleep in, like, sleep in a double bed, the two of them. Yeah, that's impossible. Yeah, but it's maybe it's the size of you, maybe that. You're like that, I'll call me a big boy, yeah? Go on. No. <laughs> Just say it quickly. Right. Is there a difference between convenience protein and whole proteins? Yes. And so this is fire. something. Quick fire. Quick fire. Yes. yes. That's the only thing we're going to say. Right. Next um, question. Convenience proteins are the likes of what you see marketed, like protein puddings, protein fucking rice cakes, protein breads, protein, mm. lots of things that necessarily, there's only a couple of breads in the market that are protein breads protein that are bars. actually protein bars, protein mm. crisps, protein yeah. fucking everything, what all those marketed. All that fucking shit. Oh, Eddie Ab... Wake uh, up, what the fuck? No, wake the fuck up or something, yeah. yeah. Um... Convenience proteins have obviously come about because they're fucking convenient to increase your protein Mm, intake. mm. However, they're now making most people's diets up completely. And I see this happen frequently when I consult with people with nutrition, when I guide people through nutritional planning, I look at where they're getting their protein from. And as much as it's got protein in, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not giving them the benefit that a whole food protein, a whole source of protein would give them. You have to be very aware of the differences of this, especially if you're expecting a physical result when it comes to body composition. Mark's like some like a gospel choir today. Um, so when you look at your protein intake, um, I would suggest your convenience part slots in at literally a snack at most. 
Um, mm. Your main meal should be made up of whole whole sources of protein. Mm. Um, there is a significant difference, and why is that, Mark? Let's let give you the give you the mic. Because most convenience-based proteins are poor quality proteins and have a poor bioavailability, or the spectrum of the amino acids in the protein have inadequate amounts of leucine, which don't necessarily contribute to your uh, leucine threshold, which is the most important amino acid required to stimulate mTOR, which is the process to create muscle mass. Exactly that. There we go. There we go. So basically, um, you know, not all um, convenience-based proteins are gelatin, but the vast majority of them yeah. are gelatin. No, so like, so let's just let's stop gelatin? there quickly. Gelatin is just like, like pig's hooves. No, no, no. So let's just quickly. No, Mark. Gelatin's fine if you want to eat gelatin. It's really no, like uh, my point is is that's only in the quality is not very good or they have only in protein bars. Yes. You can't say that um, there are is gelatin in protein puddings. Please. And there are then other types of proteins that are concentrates or some forms of protein that is not as a high quality as your traditional isolate or but like, uh, can I be honest with you? Like, isolate is the ideal. Like, cool. Like, isolate way isolate. Cool. Like, no, just as f- an example, and then your your traditional seafood, beef, chicken, you know, all the really good stuff that has been proven to have a very uh, wide range of amino acids, especially uh, very high amounts of leucine creatine and that's why it's really important with vegetarian uh, when you're vegetarian for example or plant-based alternate you know mm. where that's why it's very important you get a variety in your diet of different very protein very sources very, because very, very um are you gonna just stop fucking commentating on what i'm saying no, there was such <laughs> very, a, no, very, a very 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 no it's such a it, no but saying that is is something that you don't really see people really talk about is the nutritional deficiencies of um, plant-based or vegan-based diets. I'm not talking about regards, vegan. With regard, I'm talking about vegetarian. Those, yeah, just and I, and you're that, not letting me speak about. Yeah, but it's a very like talking about get. It's not just about getting protein. It's about the different types of protein, which is what I was very happy for you to <laughs> to say that. I was very happy. Okay. Yeah, because I think when you go for a vegetarian, you know, there's always these things of like, what am I going to eat that's got protein in? And usually first up with vegetarian, you are going to have either a meat or meat free alternative to something, uh, which again, you know, I always say there's a vegetarian, uh, vegan, plant based foods. A lot of time people don't know how to cook for that kind of lifestyle they just don't know how to prepare meals for it so the meals end up being just like literally you know you're getting protein from you know consistently with cheese or you're consistently getting protein from yogurt always or you're consistently getting protein from the same corn piece do you know what I mean and you're failing to maybe get adequate amounts across all spectrums and it it does have a really detrimental impact on not only your energy levels, your impact on your health on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. but in the sense of your expectations on return if you're wanting physical progress, because like 
your when we look at body composition you know there's obviously a loss of body fat and there's mm-hmm. an increase in muscle mass but you're also your skin consistency and like you know texture changes yeah. like and protein i can i as I always say, like protein, you know, there are excessive amounts of protein, but like protein, you know, to get enough protein, that really on on a full spectrum, so including all amino acids, really does help like what your skin looks like. If you're mm. somebody that's sat there with like dimpled skin or, you know what I mean? Like constant, you know, yes, okay, increasing your muscle mass will massively help that because you're creating something, um, muscle obviously takes up less room than body fat mm. and it would change the texture of your skin having mm. more muscle just, mass but yeah. in the sense of your actual body composition and skin texture like I, when you are a higher protein diet the it's astounding what it does in the sense so when it comes to vegetarian vegan you know i do see that a lot of protein based sources are not just protein they're also either dietary fat or they're also carbohydrates and so it's very hard to find straight protein sources in a vegetarian or you know unless you know if you look at mm. an egg an egg is still a combination of protein and dietary fat if you look at like um anything to do with uh a legume or anything like that it's still a combination of a carbohydrate and a protein source you know so it's quite it's it's tough to get protein in without reaching for that convenience of course but you are i don't really like to say depending which choice you go with i don't really like classifying whey protein as a convenient source-based protein because i believe that if you've got a high quality whey protein that Mm. is very very beneficial to your day-to-day routine Mm. would i advise you to eat every meal with whey protein expect it to be optimal No. no but is that far better like i had this conversation with a client the other day where we were talking about aspartamine and like we're not going to go on to that topic today but she said, I, you know, when I gave up drinking alcohol, because she stopped drinking alcohol a year ago, she was like, I also decided I wanted to cut out all aspartamine. And I was like, interesting, because scientifically, you don't have to do that. Anyway, she used to drink Diet Coke quite frequently, and she stopped drinking Diet Coke. And then she said, oh, when I was eating at breakfast, I was having one of those protein yogurts. Uh, not one of the Arla ones, I think it was one of the Lindell's ones. And she said, but I turned around the packet and it's obviously got sweeteners in. So I automatically thought like aspartamine, I can't, I shouldn't be having this. And I said, well, you know, who's better off? I said, what what did you have in replacement? She was like, oh, I had a piece of toast and I had some, you know, a piece of toast with some peanut butter on it. I'm like, okay, well, in this case, the smallest, tiniest amount of sweetener, do you know what I mean, is also giving you quite a nice amount of protein, do you know what I mean? What do you think was a better alternative at breakfast? You know, having like a simple carbohydrate with dietary fat and a tiny bit of protein, because nuts are not a good source of protein, FYI. Um, you know, or just getting 15 to 20 grams of protein from a yogurt, do you know what I mean? But so worried about that sweetener element, but you have to have something. This is the problem is that, why I come back to it shouldn't make mm. up your whole diet, but they're incredibly are they are convenient mm. when you look at that alternative. What's really better in that situation for somebody to be doing? You know, seeing as your goal is to have a great physique and to you know build yeah. muscle and to see you know fat loss. Like actually, the better option was probably to go with the yogurt. You know, but I I I I could literally talk about like protein source. So I do think you know vegetarian, vegan, plant based things. You know, just be aware that like what you are eating is giving you full amounts. And that's, I would always heavily advise 
vegetarian, vegan, plant-based that you also supplement with? Creatine. No, not even that. Like B12. B12, creatine, like all of the food, like a lot of these, your food that you eat on a daily basis can't give it to you. Yeah. So you need to be, you take it if you want to have like optimal nutritional um, um, on a day-to-day basis. Right, how important are daily steps on a fat loss journey? Very important. Very big contributor to determining your success or failure, your long-term success or failure, especially in a weight loss journey. And why is that, Georgia? Okay, well, I don't like the word sex, like success or failure, because I think that that's like illogical, because that's really like negative. But um, <laughs> am I not al- entitled my opinion? I think if you look at the ma- yes, of course you are, Mark, and I, you're because entitled to listen to mine. The reality <laughs> is, if you don't hit your steps, well, like you just you know, asked me, then it's going to be a bit of a problem. Well, if you look, look at your total. total Look at your calorie amount that you have on a day-to-day basis, okay? If you want to have the most for your, I guess you say, I always refer to it as most for your money in the sense of, like, the most for your calories. Like, you know, you're going to want more than less for if you're going to do a sustainable fat loss journey. Um, because, yes, okay, you could go on low calorie for a few weeks, but I can assure you you'll give up and then you'll put the weight back on and then you'll be doing it again in the next couple of weeks. So it's always better to do, obviously, a slower and steadier approach to fat loss. So when we look at steps, steps obviously are a massive contributing factor to your metabolic, like... Rate. Rate and output, like your day-to-day output. How much of a contributor... Sorry, why do you sound like you're... Just quantify for people. Well, I need like a diagram in front of 25%. me. 25%. Ha- yeah, but that's... You can't logically say like it's specific for every single person because that might no. adapt. But out of your metabolic, it has a, a much higher contributing factor on a day-to-day basis than even your exercise. So mm. a lot of the time people are like, oh, I'm exercising to burn calories. Yeah. Oh, exercise. But like, don't do any additional movement outside of exercise. And actually, in scientific terms, you know, exercise is actually one of the lowest contributors to your metabolic rate. So the steps are crucial to, one, allow you to eat a higher calorie amount if you're going through a weight loss journey because you're effectively expending energy um more which means you know and and then that helps and contributes to the fat loss process but i think you want to be moderate i don't think ten thousand is definitely the answer for everyone no the the, again the the new um data with regards to that find that the ideal sweet spot is 8,200 steps a day. Yeah, but... So that's the... That's, that's still quite a high amount. The the overall um, return... Was that specific to fat loss? No, that was specific to all-cause mortality. So just the more steps you do, the up to about 8,000, you... For every thousand steps that you do from where you are currently up to eight thousand, you see a massive reduction in all cause mortality with regards to autoimmune diseases and a few other things. I think I if mean, you're only doing, I think the uh, rate of diminishing returns then reduces after eight thousand and past sixteen thousand, you actually see an increase in or like a negative. So like again, this probably is a you know, a 
a boundary and again I, I guess there's an adaptive response to each individual but there, i'm sure there is a, a well, level of too many steps there, there is and i think you know you're never going to be able to outwalk like a poor diet either which is something i see quite a lot of people try and do where you know and also you've got to understand the more movement you do in a day-to-day basis the hung you're hungry you're going to be yeah. so that's something you've got to be really conscious yeah. about when you lose fat that you know you're yeah. also playing with the fact you're in deficit you know you're yeah. moving more you're eating less technically yeah. well that's why you use strategies like food volume and all the rest of it. That's for another day. But yeah. the, um, I think you've got to just be aware that the more like cardiovascular or fatiguing exercise mm. or movement you do, mm. the more likely you are to be susceptible to not being able to yeah. adhere to what you need to adhere I to. I think steps the is the long term solution to like maintaining your your overall body composition and your uh, weight. And also just being like being so like it's made such an, a huge positive impact on so many clients. Just being more like consciously aware of like okay, mm. I'm you know I'll get off the bus here and I'll walk, or I'm not going on the tube, or yeah. you know I won't go take the car, or I'll walk the kids to school, I won't mm. get in the car. You know what I mean? Like all of these things where like it just adds up. You know, yeah. just by doing a couple of thousand, three thousand, four thousand, you know, more steps. You know, your average person, you know, in the UK walks like two thousand steps a day. So, you know, if you actually put that into context as to where you need, you would ideally need to be, you know, you wonder why, like going back to what we spoke about the last podcast, like, you know, the contributing factors to why, like, we're we're morbidly obese in the UK, Mm -hmm. because, you know, over the years we have to move, you know, it's become, you know, if we look to 2024, it's just like, we don't need to move anywhere to get anywhere we can get in the car we can do all this we can get things to us you know that we've effectively eradicated you know large portions of movement throughout the day as the years have gone on and have become into this very sedentary lifestyle as humans and then obviously contribute that with environmental environmental impacts of food consumption in the sense of being prompted to eat stuff outside Mm. environment or just usual intake but less movement you know, you end up with putting on weight. And so I do think in a journey where if you want to actually see positive body, body recomposition, I'd say steps are very important. Yes. More, more so than I would say in a fat loss phase if you were in a deficit, because it, it steps would keep your body composition uh, moderate. It would allow you more flexibility in a body recom. Mm, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. For sure, um, it's just it's it's the one tool that allows you, um, as people like to lay, but nutritional flexibility. Because if you're not moving yeah. and you're sat on your ass all day, then you can't eat a lot of food. And then if you extrapolate that to depending on your genetics, depending on your gender, depending on your height, weight, you know what I mean. If you're five foot two female. And you're sat on your ass all day. If for you to be in a deficit, you would literally need to be like on twelve hundred calories. Yeah, and you sat there miserable when where yeah. you could just get up and move like five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand yeah. steps. Which actually you'd be surprised that when you track them and actually yeah. just incorporate a couple of like twenty minute walk yeah. break or whatever. And it's not just the metabolic advantages; it's the mobility advantages. Like every step that you take, your body un- uh, undergoes you know huge biomechanical requirements and fulfillments from when you go into like the gait cycle and how the different joints come into interaction and the muscles and it's it's 
it's such a um, metabolically active process that it also helps with your mobility loads. It helps with endurance to a certain degree if you're if you're walking up gradients. Um, it has cognitive benefits. There really isn't that many, you know, downfalls. No, I think there isn't many downfalls to it. And I would always encourage people to walk more. Um, but if you are somebody that walks enough already, then don't <laughs> don't walk. There more. are some people that do overcompensate for their steps so that they because they, they can eat more. They overcompensate for the fact that they don't have control over their nutrition or their environment that then subsequently impacts their nutritional inputs, and then try and overcompensate that by then trying to expend lots of energy. Yeah, and I think, but you know. Um, you know, commonly we get asked, like, oh, if I go for a run, does that count as steps? Like, technically not, but if you were to do, like, a 10, you know, a run, then, yeah, and you would count it in your step count, then, yeah, I would yeah, count I mean, it. I wouldn't be doing it on you're top. You're splitting hairs, you know what I mean? It's like, do you say potato? Do you say potato? It's, well, who the I fuck mean, says potato? <laughs> well, that was such... It's potato. not... It wasn't potato, it's tomato. The, oh my god yeah, the analogy yeah, is yeah. not potato is it not? it's tomato because it's american yeah, like yeah. you they say tomato tomato like not potato <laughs> potato what what's a fucking potato <laughs> i'm sure there have been no you know there's analogies and you're potato. so certain you're right on them and they're just like doesn't make any oh, sense maybe something like indonesia or something like that potato and that's just taking into other people's cultures. Okay, like, um, two more questions we're going to go through. Go on. How to get started meal prepping? I think you're best answering that. <laughs> Why? Because you can't cook or... No, no. <laughs> I will shut this podcast down. I will shut it right down. Cook. No, I was I was actually saying Be that honest. was sarcasm in my voice. What, because you can't cook? I've Be got honest. to answer it. Be honest about my cooking. Oh, God, don't be David Beckham. You're doing that thing. It's <laughs> fucking annoying. It's so annoying. It's like a walking meme. It's don't bloody me. annoying. Um, how do you get started meal prepping? I personally believe and always have believed, and I think when it comes to being on track with your nutrition and your diet, is obviously meal planning has been seen meal prepping sorry has been seen so much of the years that you need to have like just tupperware and tupperware and tupperware stocked away seven days you know stacked there otherwise you failed on meal prepping mm. but i actually think meal prepping literally just comes down being able to have the food to prep for the fucking meal at the time okay now if this comes down to the lifestyle that you live now we're all busy whether you're busy or very busy or busy we're all busy so like it is, there's not many people have the time and availability to be pre-peppering, you know, loads of food or to be cooking stuff that's super complex. So I think it first starts with doing a food shop and making sure that you have, you sit down at the end of the week, you know, or it's something that you just have on rotation because that keeps it even easier, um, where you have a few meals that you rotate and you decide what you're going to have that week, which is this, this and that. You're going to have your lunches as that or whatever. And if you work in the office, I always say you are so much better off if you bring your own food. I know it's boring, do you know what I mean? The fact you can't go out and enjoy yourself at lunch. But, you know, you can make your own food very tasty with the right ingredients. But I also see that restaurant food is so... It derails people like without them even understanding why. Um, because even when I nutritionally plan for people that have to eat out all the time due to their jobs um, and timing, 
they don't see the best returns from eating out all the time um, because whether or not the calories match to what we're trying to do up, you never know you're actually getting that. You're effectively guessing and the guessing can open up mm. for either mm. less calories, more calories, less nutritional mm. density of a food. Like, you know, there's all these things that, things that come into play. So I would say food shop is the best way to get better at meal prepping because I feel like a lot of people don't have adequate food mm. in the house. Yeah. And then it's like, oh God, what are we gonna eat? And then you're like, oh, I'll just pop down the road and go and get like some goujons yeah. and you know, a pizza or whatever, you know what I mean? And you end up pizza, you know, completely might pick up something because you feel like it's derailed you again because yeah. you know. So I think being prepped on a weekend and the best way to do that, online food shop. Yeah. Honestly, you can just repeat the same orders. It's really not hard. You don't have to go and stand around the supermarket with a load of geriatrics, do you know what I mean? Like, which True. we have to do in that bloody Tesco is horrible. Um, you know, it's honestly, it's like awful. Like that Tesco's, it smells just like, oh, um, not good. Um, that's why I go to Waitrose anyway. <laughs> I don't really like Waitrose. That Waitrose is a shit layout, that's why. I but like, like actual big Waitrose. The Fulham Waitrose is great. I've never liked Waitrose. I think the best one, and the one that was rated the whole in the UK as being the best, was one, M&S, two, Aldi, three Waitrose. And I would agree with that. I think the other ones have gone shockingly downhill. Mm. Tesco's is horrible to go in now. It smells horrible. Like, the food is not good quality. And you're still spending the same amount. I would, I'd, uh, we, what was that one near the gym? That one's fine. The gym? Yeah. Which gym? The gym that we... It's uh, the meat and stuff. What was that one that we went to... Tra uh, we, we shopped at there a few times. I don't know what you're and talking about. In protein, London? No, yeah. They did all the protein mousses and stuff that we really... The meat... That, that was, was Aldi. The meat is better at some of those places. No, it's not really. Is it not? The problem is with Aldi is it's just too far away for us. And then we have to go to Aldi. You can't online you shop. And I don't really... spending so much on those. Like, oh, my God. Come out and spend, like, £400 pounds on the fucking middle aisles mm. just buying, like, random shit. Um, but I, I'll be honest. I think some of the meat from those, those, those kind of shopping places are better than your traditional. I think Tesco's is definitely lacking. Tesco and Aldi. Like, Aldi's um, better than Tesco's, hand on my heart. Like, yeah. definitely. Like, in the sense of their produce, like, it's way better. Like, way better. Marks and Spencer's. Is the best. Extremely chocolatey biscuits. No, I was thinking more of the chicken. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, the chickens. They like every time. It really weirdly. Every time I film with M&S ingredients on social media, people always ask like, "Where did you get that chicken from?" And it's always M&S. People ask you the weirdest questions on well, social media because they're probably like, "Oh, my chicken breast doesn't look as nice as that," and I've just paid. But we them. prep our chicken breasts. We cut all the bits off them, don't we? No, just in the sense you can tell a quality of chicken breast that's been pumped like a, like one of those ones you get from Tesco's, which like almost feels like you're eating like human. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like that tough like pumped full of water. It's that like horrible breast. It doesn't even look like a breast. It looks like like it's just like being shriveled up breast, and then it's like hard. A flat titty. No, it's not a flat titty for Christ's sake, Mark. Honestly. But yeah, I do think the quality of food is. I mean, the quality of food in the UK at the moment is dog it's shit. Atrocious. Well, I don't. I think if you can shop farmers okay. and locally, it's okay. It's butchers. okay. But like some people are shopping at their Dalesford and paying nine pounds for four uh, chicken thighs. No, they're not. They're paying more than that. Get your Is facts it more? right. Is yeah, it more expensive it's more that? about like fourteen pounds for like for four, four chicken, chicken thighs. thighs. Yeah. Um, 
But again, amazing quality, delicious. I'm hoping That's why the I go to the butchers. I'm hungry right now. Yeah, I could eat some chicken thighs right now. Oh no, I don't really like chicken thighs sometimes. I unless love chicken thighs. Yeah, I know you like chicken thighs, but we don't really have them that often because they remind me a bit of... Well, that's what Eddie would say, that you need to eat chicken thighs. Why do you keep on bringing up Eddie? Do you want to fucking promo him? It's because he's everywhere at the moment. Everyone he keeps on sending everywhere. us videos. Are, everywhere, everywhere, all of our clients send us Eddie videos. No, not five. all of our clients, literally a not couple all of them. Of them. <laughs> all of our clients are sending photos and videos. That's yeah, such some, a lie. We thought, uh, well, that'd be a lot of clients. There are certain things that we don't necessarily agree with the man, but the, his delivery is quite unique. I think his delivery is like great, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. I just wish he understand, I, I, I understand. Wish he's, I understand his premise. I understand his premise of why he's trying to do something. If I'd known that that kind of way of explaining yourself was acceptable in this industry, I definitely would have swerved university. Well, and doing all the tertiary education when I could just say "fuck, wake up," and then that was it. And just, say, just look at the label, it's not good, fuck, wake up. And like, they give no like quantifiable explanation of why that might be the case. Well, who knows? Because wake the fuck up. Yeah, you know that's that's, that's <laughs> such a good answer to absolutely it, Wake everything. the fuck up. Like like yeah. somebody said, like, <laughs> so do you know what? I, I actually love, the best thing about this is reading the comments. The comments are because the best. Because the yeah. comments are the best in things like this when it's like viral content. Because you just get like the, the, the actual classic ones and just like people commenting about with jokes, things. But yeah, wake the fuck up is a good, yeah. a very good sentence. Maybe and I get it. I do get it. On the, you know, like I said about the convenience proteins, like I'm so yeah. anti, I'm anti macronutrients being used when they don't need to be used in food products. Like, as I said, a rice cake is a fucking rice cake. You can't make it super high protein. You have a rice cake and a carbohydrate source. Okay, well done. You have protein for protein. You know, you don't need to necessarily always combine the two or market it. And yeah, it makes companies huge amounts of money, but it is also fueling like... The amount of shit that people are eating now just to try and get their protein in. I, I'm yeah. sorry that it's it's atrocious. The, the amount of yeah, well, shit people are eating. Why don't people just eat just meat? Because they don't <laughs> like Sound it. Like Eddie. Is, is that because they don't like so it? So many people don't like eating meat. Like, I, I can totally understand it. Like, if you've had a bit of memories with farm animals or you like I pets. Really I absolutely love animals. I, would str- I watched a video of a woman feeding a like grapes to a little lamb and I thought if that was me I would never be able to eat meat ever again well I don't eat lamb anyway so that's the first one I mean like I wouldn't be able to if I was constantly around these animals yeah, and I was like that I don't think I probably would be but no. but I also know that when but eating then when meat we and ate fish tofu the other day it was fucking disgusting and I thought maybe every once in a while I'd just go and shoot something and eat it but the thing is, though, like, you know, we didn't have tofu back in the fucking olden days. I mean, like, tofu is rank. Well, there are arguments to it. Like, I don't mind bits of tofu in, like, a pad thai. What if you can't taste the taste? Yeah, if you can't, it is a bit tasteless unless <laughs> you put the, But, like, chunk, large chunks yeah. of it. But, again, like, you know, there's so many people, like, they've got... Weird, they've got experiences, weirdness with food, or experiences not, you know, they support animals, or I don't, I don't know. Like I do think the food production is like so gross yeah. worldwide that we yeah. are having to, like you honestly think about, it, like, and I'll always eat Nando's. Sorry if you like, disagree with me. I always eat Nando's, yeah. but I know that Nando's chicken is probably like the worst quality chicken, and I know it's probably coming from like, like Brazil. really, what? Chicken will be coming from Brazil. I don't think the chicken's coming from Brazil. 
Yeah, All the chicken comes from Brazil. The vast majority of uh, frozen chicken ex- uh, imported into this country is from Brazil. But because they aren't, aren't Nando's franchised? Yeah. I do think they it would all come from Brazil, that chicken. I hope not. Hopefully they use local... I don't know if we've got enough production here, though, like with all of the food markets and industry. But yeah, now, like, I know it's poor quality. Like They're probably battery-caged chicken. Of course they are. They've got to produce so many. And mm. that's not something I encourage eating on a day-to-day no. basis. But I do think, you know... And like fish as well. Like I've had moments where like I cut into a roast chicken and like one of those archery veins just like exploded and I just went completely off yeah. the chicken. And then so yeah. I was like on fish for ages and then I went a bit off, like I started getting the ick by prawns and like, you know, mm. and then you, you go... people have eaten oysters and got food poisoning? Absolutely. Everybody recently that I has eaten oysters told that me is ill. Oysters. Why? Why would you put your... You're like, you don't even chew it. You just swallow it. Why the do you taste swallow of the it? Seasons the taste. Like, are really good. Why are you good. putting it in your mouth in the first place? Because it's kind of like that chim... Is it chimchurri? No, chim Chimchurri, like you put... Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. But yeah, actually recently, like actually recently, last year, how many people told me they've eaten an oyster they've been ill from it. Like, I just don't like the texture. I've, it's like, I go very weird with textures. You don't need to know anything about food. You just had to lay 10 foods down and... Oysters was one of them. And which one of these is potentially going to make your guts rotten? Oysters. You know what I mean? It's just the look of them, the smell. I love shellfish, though, um, even though I'm Jewish. I shouldn't probably, like, love shellfish. Um, But then again, only, like, I would like fresh, uh, fresh, fresh. Shashimi. Fresh, no. Sashimi. Shellfish. It's really good. Like crab, all of that. Oh my god, mm, crab is really good. Yeah, apart from there's for a place nicotine. in Singapore which don't I don't see the point in that. I don't like fondling my food and cracking it with like all these things. Okay, well if you're sitting, okay, ask my father that when you're sat looking over the whole of the you know the marine of uh, Singapore, okay, and you've got you're in a crab place, a whole restaurant that does like black. Oh my god, black pepper crab, yeah. chili crab. Oh my God! You will never yeah, taste do they a crab crack it like for it. You? Yeah, oh, there's a whole restaurant yeah, to do with the crab. Fine. But it's that hand on my heart. I would go to Singapore specifically, just fly in, and just like make sure my stopover was long enough if I was going somewhere else really? to eat there. Um, also, Joe's Crab Shack in Miami is also. Yeah, I'll, really good. I'll give it a big. I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with you on that one. What? Because you don't know? Because you haven't experienced it. I'll disagree with you on that. Oh. Crab shack. I don't want to go to a shack. The f- Excuse me. You were brought up in a shack. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Because you're about to tell me that you fucking some poverty-stricken Zimbabwean lifestyle when it couldn't have been fucking further from the truth. Do you know what I mean? But don't worry. True. I'll always be. I'll always be the English rose you married. Exactly. No, no, literally. English rose. Right. Anyway. Should we do one more question? Yeah, just one more question. Okay, so how to manage the weekends better with food intake because I struggle with adherence. I think you're not alone, Christ. Yeah, I think everybody generally struggles with uh, the weekend and the change in routine, the change of environments, the lack of the necessity of wanting to make hard decisions. You know, most people finish the working week. They don't necessarily want to go into the weekend having to plan and prep and, 
you know, X, Y, and Z, pull out large swathes of motivation when it comes to that. They just want to enjoy, let their hair down, Mm. you know, go for a few drinks, go and have a few meals, you know, get pissed. And that's... um, I know it's like actually how like, you know, society does run a lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of people that like don't have much of a social mm. life, like don't really enjoy that element. There's a lot of people that do mm. like that element. But, but I think the element uh, of just routine being... The thing is like, even when you tell clients, like we don't want you to, um, you know, shy away from social events. We still want you to live your life and, you know, but you still need to be accountable. And it just seems that once they get into those environments, it's physically impossible to do that. It, I think it so depends like on the environment where they're supportive. Everyone is like, yeah, I'm going to, I need to achieve X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to cancel all of my social engagements for the rest of my life until I've reached my goal. Um, I kind of, I'm slightly in agreement of the fact that you need to yeah, sacrifice that element. Again, if you I'm think not... that's your weakest point, you if if you're asking that question to yourself, like, how do I get better on the weekends because I really struggle with the adherence, like, you need to weigh up what's your struggle point, why mm. are you struggling, and if it is coming down to the fact that it's because you're going out for meals and you're going out socialising all the time, and you really want to achieve your goal, there yeah. we go, and you really want to achieve your goal, yeah. then yeah, you need to sacrifice. If you don't really want to achieve your goal, first of all, stop complaining to yourself as to why your adherence on the weekend shit, because you don't have enough you're, you're want to like, enough. I think that's a bit, there's, the why is a bit like a bit annoying. Sometimes just people just want to lose weight and they're like, fuck's sake, I don't need a why, I just want to fucking not be fat, do you know what I mean? Well, like that's what a lot of people are like. Or your why is the fact that being the way that you currently are makes But it's like some people it's just not as desirable. Now like, I guess, I think, do you need to sacrifice social life if you're wanting to lose like weight? I think it depends the amount, you know? Mm. It, you know, if we're talking slow and steady fat loss, you know, Reality is you've got a lot of weight to lose. You should probably sacrifice quite a few months to, to like, mm. just keeping reined in. Yeah. It's not to say you can't enjoy your food or you can't enjoy, like, eating things or enjoying life or yeah. socialising, but, like, just that socialising needs yeah. to be in a different element just to, like, food the, or yeah. drinking or whatever. Yeah. Because, again, I guess it always comes down to how much do you want to achieve something um because i've definitely been in the mentality before where like i've not really wanted to achieve something and so like i will track monday to friday and then come the weekend be like mm, do you know what i mean don't really care do you know what i mean and and it's not to say you say you go overboard all the time mm. it just means you're never necessarily going to see progress forward yeah. um because it is still like oh come friday saturday sunday it's like it's technically three days because come friday people are like, oh it's friday yeah. do you know what i mean and then yeah. that's where it's, or even Thursday evening if they're having drinks, yeah, like. Sure. Um, but I think some so social cult like groups, communities, and people that are definitely changing their tunes on the sort of like constant need to like go for drinks on Thursday, that kind of culture of like yeah. drinking alcohol. Like I know a lot of people like not drinking alcohol at the moment, which I do think is great. And it's also coming down to coming down to the cost as well. No, more from the health aspect. Well, that's good. That's it's good to see a, a... Nobody ever ever thinks of the cost of a vice. Sure. <laughs> like, because why would you I justify only, that? I would, I would hate to know, like, what getting, like, pissed in, in London would, would cost. Like, Not much for us. It'd be reason. like one glass of wine. I'd have a no, red face, average, get ragingly you know, drunk. person who's having six pints, a couple shots. Well, a pint in London, I think, isn't it? I think we could totally incorrect, but I think it's like six, pa- like I five. Don't know. I, don't know. I think it's more, more like nine. 
Nine pounds? I think it's more like nine. Let me Google this. How how much is a pint like in London? Eight, I think my, I'm going with 8.50 to nine. Uh, it is... 8.50 to nine. No, I guess it would, would... it's not. Average price is £5.90. Fuck, I was right. For a pint. That's still pretty good value for money. That is the UK's most popular city coming in at yeah. the 14th most expensive. London oh, charges yeah. more than double the world's average for a pint. Yeah, well, I guess that would be... £5.90. Because you've got to pay rent. Four pints later. You're only 20 quid deep. It's not that much. That's oh, not that much. Yeah, but then it's all that happens afterwards, like calling the dealer. And <laughs> a few nose bags. <laughs> no, 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 but I think, I think and then it goes yeah. loose, doesn't it? Like, oh, we'll have shots and then yeah, we'll have... The ketamine. No, like <sighs> when you, you go, go and party, then you have to go out and then and then it's the food, do you know what I mean, like afterwards. A on the way home. That's probably only going to cost you like four quid. Do you know what, guys? Going out is not that expensive. Carry on. <laughs> We've just done the math. Well, it doesn't if you even work drank, out. If you drank, do you know what? Do you know what we do, eat, Mark? You didn't eat, then, then it would be would be relatively quite cheap. Then, like if you wanted a meal in London, at like an average place, you'd probably set back like a couple hundred quid for two. Yeah. So if you just drank that, then you would, you'd probably save money. That's how you. That's how you deal with it on on the weekend. Don't eat, just drink. <laughs> oh my god! And that's exactly drink. what we should end our fucking. Just binge drink. I'm going to clip that and put that on my social. Just binge drink. No, you're not going to Friday, do as soon as you get off work, bottle of vodka, knock it back. Don't Mark, eat. can you stop talking? Wake up the next stop day. Stop talking. Bloody you Mary's. No, you honestly, like, now somebody's going to be influenced to do that. Do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. To get a better relationship with food, you need to realise, one, what are you trying to achieve here? Two... Why are you tracking and why do you need to be adherent? No, I don't know. And three, well, I'm not asking like you, Mark. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I prefer my, my, my method. I prefer my method of just, just going Just drink on. a bottle of tequila and forget about it. <laughs> That's also another way of dealing with your weight loss problems if yeah. you have one. Um, with your food intake, I would say still keep the re- relative structure. I think it's so important on weekends, for example. Mm. What I find a lot with clients that I nutritionally plan with on a weekend breakfast, they might have something a little bit more extravagant than mm. the week, which True. means that it might kind of merge in from breakfast to brunch, and then they tend to not have like a meal. But then what happens is they might have like, you know, the sugar cravings, like mm. heavy sugar cravings in the afternoon because they kind of miss lunch because they've only had brunch, do you know what I mean? And then they end up eating like a couple of cakes or a patisserie roll. <laughs> and then, you know, or in, you know, getting the mini tub out of the, you know, the cupboard. Um, and then when dinner comes, you know, because you don't tend to be as prepped, like it tends to be reaching for like convenience, mm. which is like ordering it or like yeah. cooking something that's quite calorie dense. So I would say again, you know, I think for us, us it's very important that we have food in the house on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we end up in the we, we end up in MS two days in a row. Do you know what I mean? And we yeah. come out having spent too much, like the same what we spend on a week. Do you know what I mean? It's actually sometimes really bad, like because yeah. you get influenced. Oh, I like that. Oh, should we? We shouldn't have that today. We'll have that tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think having food there, where like okay, some food goes off. 
But then I'd say that like make sure that like, your freezer's also prepared with some mm. things. Like you can have frozen prawns, frozen meat, frozen chips. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. at least that's better than going reaching for a takeaway. Like you can do fake a lot of fakeaways at home, sure. which is super easy mm. and still and tastes delicious, really yeah. good. You know, so freezer food's also something I'd look at. Cupboard food, well, you're not really going to get anything that substantial in the cupboard, to be quite honest with you. But I would say always just have some preparation with the food, with your mm. food, with uh, the weekend. And if you are going to have a brunch or a later breakfast or a bigger breakfast, then just understand that you're likely to be hungry in the afternoon, pre-dinner. And that's yeah. where a lot of the time on the weekend when you're out and about, you're like, oh, yeah. let's have a coffee, caramel latte and a cake. And a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you're 800 calories later. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> so... Um, but again, routines are also key, like the same of the week. That's the reason why you can adhere on the week, because you have a routine. You don't have that routine yeah, on a weekend. Yeah. Um, and you might, if you've got kids, that's always puts people mm -hmm. into a routine. But um, I just say, if you've got an actual goal to reach, and as I say, it comes down to what you want to achieve, but just be vigilant of, one, having food in the house, as I said, to what your social activities are like consistently. It doesn't have to be like every weekend, but, you know... On the whole, it needs to be pretty consistent mm. that you're not going out and obliterating yourself at every point. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Well done. Well was done. That was insightful. a few. Was it? Who yeah, knows? I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. I thought, I thought, so. Okay. thought so. Anyway, guys, we'll speak to you soon. We'll be back on a podcast and see you later. Bye. Alligator. Bye.